I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together we, we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre. Of the same genre. And watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you'll know what's a surprise hit and what's totally 49, dude! In the words of Bill and Ted, it isn't actually 49, <laughs> it's 69. But you know, I couldn't think of another 49. <laughs> it's episode 49! Wow, I never thought we'd get here. I know, never. neither did I. We're nearly, nearly at a major milestone. I know. We might not, we might not make it that far. Well, I'm really quite excited about the 50th, though. Well, yeah. Fact, maybe, maybe we should just stop this one now and go straight to <laughs> yeah, All right, folks, yeah. Join us next time for the 50th podcast. No, we've got movies you want to talk about. I've got oh, movies yeah. I want to talk about. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've got movies I want to talk about. In fact, I've got one movie I want to talk about that I've seen, and then there's a movie I want to talk about that we've both seen. Oh, wow, great format. I like that idea. I've got one that I've just seen, too. So, <laughs> oh, wow. What, what kind of movies are they, John? And what genre did we hit up this time? Um, one I was very nervous about, indie comedies. Yeah. See, I do... I, I, to be honest with you, last time we did indie comedies, I thought we got at least one, if not two, crackers. So... What, what did we get? Um, I had The Voices, which I really oh, yes. enjoyed. That was that really great Ryan Reynolds thing where he's a serial yeah. killer and keeps Gemma Arterton's head in his fridge. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what our joint... I, I should have probably done some research to work out what our combo movie was for that one, as soon as I brought it up, yeah. but I didn't. No, I was, don't worry. I was hoping you would remember. I could have done it as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think the combo was the voices. I think I watched the voices as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, nice. No, I'm glad because yeah, so it was really was good. <laughs> it was good. Well, I didn't. I, if you remember, I didn't like it as much as you. I str- I struggled with bits of it. Maybe that's because you didn't like... watch it. No, I did watch it. I remember it very <laughs> vividly because I remember finding what's her name annoying and the bit when they did the Congo. <laughs> oh yeah, you did get annoyed with the, the Congo. I like that. <laughs> So, but it has been quite a long time since we did do indie comedies. That was yeah. all the way back in episode num- and look something on the internet. Uh, five. <laughs> God, was it right? Yeah. Can, you, can you see the films then? Yeah, episode number five. So I did. Oh, I did. I had Band of Robbers, which was pretty average and not that funny. Oh, yeah, it was awful. What did I have? You had Frank and Cindy, which I think you really liked. Oh yes, I did like that. Yeah. God, why was that? Why was I feeling down on friendly comedies then? I think it's because of our second ever one. We did rom coms, and I had um, oh, accidental God. love. Yeah, which was like a kind of indie comedy. But then we had the, the boyfriend school. Film. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, which is still the best thing we've ever seen. Absolutely. Arguably. <sighs> Arguably. Well, no, so maybe maybe I... not. You'll find out at the end of this episode. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind an indie comedy, of course. I'm just a bit wary of them because of that thing. I know everyone says this, but that kooky yeah, yeah, you, thing that you get with indie comedies can be very irritating. Completely um, agree. judged badly. and, and, and Self-conscious so them, quirkiness. Yeah, exactly. It's irritating. Um, but so without further ado, I think I'm ready to talk about my film, if you're ready for me, dude. I mean, gosh, yeah, I was, you know, wow, yeah, go, go crazy. <laughs> okay, um, my film's called Safety Not Guaranteed, um, and it's from 2012. And um, full disclosure, this was a fairly late replacement for me, not because I didn't get around to watching the thing I had got down. I just saw this pop, this popped up on Netflix and I just suddenly thought, I want to watch this mainly because it's got Mark Duplass in it. 
Well, that's Duplass. as better, as good a reason as any. Yeah, well, I really like him. He was in that film Creep that we, um, well, I watched for our uh, found footage one, a horror film. And, and I watched. you actually ended up watching yeah, afterwards. And I watched the days. sequel as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, I just think he's great. I've seen him in a few films now, and I think he's got a really likeable screen presence. So I thought, this looks like an indie comedy. It's got him in it. I'm going for this one. Um, so it's Safety Not Guaranteed. It's from 2012. And I'll just give you the plot in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, basically, it's all about... So some three magazine employees go out to interview a guy who's placed a classified classified ad. This is creep. <laughs> yeah, true. Good point. Yeah, I, never, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that connection. But yeah, it's seeking a companion for time travel. Mm-hmm. And it's based on something that really... Um, happened as in as in there was really an ad that was put in a local newspaper that said something along the lines of this anyway in the film the ad goes wanted someone to go back in time with me this is not a joke you'll get paid after we get back must bring your own weapons i have only (laughs) done this once before safety not guaranteed oh this is great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so that's the whole idea of the film there's this ad and these people investigating it and just interestingly yeah. enough it was based on a on a real ad that was placed in a seattle based newspaper or something. yeah anyway so you at the start we meet uh darius brit played by aubrey plaza or plaza plaza and I think, um yes yeah and she's um She's a like she's like a sort of graduate who's um, right at the beginning. You see her fail to get an, a, a job that she doesn't really want. She's just sort of you know a, an in betweeny job because she's basically a intern on this mm-hmm. magazine, Seattle Magazine. It's called. Okay, and she's very quickly you learn she's a pessimistic, sarcastic chari- character. Quite sort, sort of, of the character Aubrey Plaza plays quite a lot, like her in um, yeah in um, Scott Pilgrim. Exactly. Yes, that's that's where I recognised her from. Mm. Exactly. Yes, that's that's the, the the role I knew best. Anyway, and um, so she's just a lowly intern on this on this on this magazine, and you see an editorial meeting with people pitching ideas, and they're all terrible ideas. And then this one slightly cocky guy says, "What about this ad we found? Let's go and interview him." He's played the cocky guy's played by a bloke called Jake Johnson, who I've. I wasn't really aware of, but I've looked. He just seems to, he's had a lot of work, and he yeah. seems to generally get comedy comedic parts okay anyway <laughs> and and so he says okay i'll go and do this the editor says yes that's fine and he goes but i want to take a couple of interns um and so the three of them um aubrey Pla- plaza jake johnson and karen sony do you know him no he, pl- he you you do as in he played depinder the taxi driver in deadpool okay fine yes then absolutely yeah, no. so, yeah. yeah um, uh, he's a likable screenplay yeah definitely person. very very like and um and good comic timing and, yeah, and so the three of them head to this this small town, small town America, outside <laughs> Seattle, and um, and they start, they, you know, they 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 ch- they stake out the PO box because the ad just has a PO box. On yeah, it. and lo and behold, um, Mark Duplass turns up, and uh, and so begins the 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 the, the film, and um, they, I'm I'm not going to tell you much more plot to be honest, okay. because don't. Well, just, just because I want to leave you intrigued, because it's just, it's kind of, it's just, it is an indie rom-com. Oh, um, it's a rom-com too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. she, de- so basically, <laughs> the cocky um, 
reporter guy sort of tries to go in first and Mark Duplass just th- immediately thinks you're a tit <laughs> and, and he, so he, 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 he doesn't admit that he's a reporter but basically then um, Aubrey Platzer gets in and she gets into his confidence and he's just a really um, he's you know he's strange yeah he's really intense and he's constantly talking about you know people are out to get him and stuff and he's talking about things he needs to find and steal to make this type machine work mm-hmm. and stuff and um, and it just sort of rumbles along, and each of the characters goes on a little journey of self discovery. Because the the slightly cocky reporter Jake Johnson, um, basically, it turns out that the whole reason he's there is because he actually wants to look up a girl he used to go to school with, who he once had a liaison with, and he's never really forgotten. So oh, excellent! But anyway, I'm going to cut to the chase. This is a solid B film. I loved it. Full blown recommendation here. I thought it was great. Really fun. The, uh, the thing about it, right? So right at the beginning, I was thinking, oh, God, is this going to be a terrible, annoying, kooky indie comedy? Yes. But basically, although <laughs> as well, when she was being pessimistic and sarcastic, I thought, oh, God, is she going to annoy me like some characters can immediately yeah. I immediately took to her character. I, I, I have to say, I think she's very likable as an actress. I really like her. She's great. Yeah. And Jake Johnson, who plays the sort of unlikable, cocky mm. reporter... Is really quite funny, and he plays this really sleazy guy. And then Karen Sony plays—he's a very timid, you know, still a virgin, yeah, kind huh. of just still a studying, you know, very introverted guy. But he's—they're all three of them play their parts with a lot of charm. And then the sort of what actually happens, you know, the plot is secondary to the characters. Yeah, if you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it, as is the way with many of the of an indie comedy. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's fairly silly. It's got a very, I found, very satisfying climax. And I'm not going to say anything more because I just, I think I think it's really well worth a watch. It's just... Oh, cool. It's, it's just fun. Oh. <laughs> and with really nice people. And, and yeah, I took to them all pretty much immediately. And I, th- I think the thing was, um, the film ended. I was actually watching the film, like, with headphones on my... Um, Head? On my tablet computer. Oh. And, um... And the and the screen went black, mm. and um, I caught the reflection of my own face in the screen, and it was like a really broad grin. <laughs> and I You're realized I had a sore face from smiling constantly because yeah, just really good fun. And it's okay. So the director, by the way, is yeah. Colin Trevoro, who you know this what this did get good notices. I've since found yes. that kind of thing. And on the back of this, he got oh, massive films. What did he get? Um, Oh, the uh, Jurassic World. He did that. Oh, the big blockbuster. I, I enjoyed thing. Jurassic World. The first Jurassic yeah. World. The second one was yeah. a bit, you know, bunk. But the first one was great, actually. And yeah, well, he directed and and I think he might have written that as well. Oh, but anyway, cool. it, he got that work all on the back of Safety Not Guaranteed because it was generally, you know, wow. it got it was. It, but it's well worth watching. Okay, there's. I mean, I don't really have any any questions about this. It just. Sounds like what, what I found interesting when you were saying that actually it reminded me of something I was going to say earlier because I in the in the sort of realm of, of indie comedy you know there are a few more indie than your Kevin Smith and I rewatched Tusk the other day. Oh, I've never seen. Well, Tusk. Interesting enough, the plot revolves around on Kevin Smith's podcast. Um, he was just talking to Scott Mosier, his producer, and he'd found this. Uh, someone had sent him in, I think, to the to the podcast an advert from a paper where someone was. Uh, was advertising for someone to become a walrus <laughs> and he makes this whole film based on um a podcaster goes out and interviews this dude about his experiences with the walrus and gets turned into a walrus 
Um, it, and so there was a lot of like, it was, it was hitting a lot of the same notes as safety, not guaranteed for me, mm. um, in my brain, but actually Tusk is well worth a rewatch. Cause I thought it was pretty rubbish the first time. And I rewatched it and thought it was all right. It's on prime, not mm. Netflix. Mm. Anyway, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I, that sounds great. A little though. bonus review there. Yeah. Dude. little bonus review. We're, we're really giving our listeners value. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just a little follow up. If you like that, you might like this too. <laughs> um, the safety not guaranteed sounds fab then. Yeah. Yeah. No, really good. I really recommend people watch it. Anyone who likes rom coms as well, don't think of it as an indie comedy. It's just a pretty good, silly, weird rom com. Great. Okay. Well, let's move swiftly on to mine then. So, mine is absolutely not a rom com. Right. So, um, mine is uh, a movie. Brilliant. I love it when you have this struggle. It is a. No, no, no. I know what it's called. I just couldn't remember. I think it's, it's from 2016. So okay. mine is... Oh, I just banged the desk, knobs. <laughs> mine is from 2016, and yes. it is called Catfight. Oh, God, thank God you got there in the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just the, uh, the year I couldn't remember. Um, it is directed by somebody who I've never heard of before, but does have a decent sort of like indie pedigree, apparently. A guy called Ona Turkle. He's like a New York-based... Um, Indie director, you look like that's ringing a bell with you. Yes, yes. No, I, I remember this. This has got Anne Hesh in it, hasn't This it? has Anne Hesh and Sandra Oh. Now, yes, yes. I remember seeing, an, I think I saw an ad for this. Or, or I like Sandra Oh a lot. I mean, Killing Eve has been, you know, quite a big thing recently. But I even liked her in Grey's Anatomy. Um, and Anne Hesh, I'd never know whether to like or not. Because she can just occasionally be quite annoying. Anyway, it is about the two of them, essentially. Uh, it kicks off, and Sandra O oh is, um, she's married to a very successful businessman, mm. and she so she's kind of abandoned her own career. She has a son, and she we at the beginning of the movie, her son is doing a lot of drawing. He seems to be a good artist, and she keeps trying to stop him drawing. He's in his sort of late teens kind of thing. It's, it's pre-collegey, um, and she basically wants to push him towards going to college. And studying finance or something. Um, but she also, I think as a consequence maybe of her slightly boring life, um, does quite enjoy wine. Right. Um, so gets quite, you know, just gets a bit smashed at home. Uh, and then she's going off to a party with her husband, a big old corporate do. And it's her husband's business partner's birthday. And he basically says to her, look, I don't really want you to come because you're just going to get smashed. And she kind of goes, no, I'm not. And don't be a dick. And blah, 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 blah. She does still go to the party. Mm. At which point she does get smashed. And um, her husband is sort of very, sort of very touchy feely and pally with his business partner. And very sort of being Mr. Corporate. And she is just a bit over it, getting a bit smashed. She goes to go and get her uh, glass refilled. Now, I'm going to pause it there for a second because as we've seen Sandra O's story progress in this is this is it's the very early days we also see Anne Hesh's story progress so we cut between the two so we see Sandra O's sort of rich life Anne Hesh is a struggling artist on the other hand yeah okay um and she's quite angry and her paintings are full of sort of anger and fire and rah and dead mm. things and stuff um she's also in a same sex relationship with Alicia Silverstone oh my um, god yeah who isn't angry but it's quite sweet um 
and the gallery guy comes around to look at Anne Hesh's artwork and kind of says, yeah, it's good, but uh, it's a bit full of, you know, smashy death. And then she's got an assistant who draws cute bunnies, and he's a bit like, oh, your bunnies are cute, though. Anyway, so she's, <laughs> but Anne Hesh is basically quite angry. And yeah. her and Alicia Silverstone do need to make ends meet and pay the bills, so Alicia Sil- Silverstone gets her to go along and do this catering job with her. The catering job is this party that Sandra O oh is attending. So okay. Anne Hesh is, you know, pouring wine or whatever. She's behind the counter. Sandra O oh totters up and says, I'll fill this up. Wow, you look like someone I went to college with. And being penny drops, they realize, yes, they were friends at college. But right. there was a falling out, which is never really specified. Anne Hesh kind of puts it down to when she came out and... Um, Sandro's but like yeah you know I had to make some decisions and yeah anyway it it seems like there's a certain amount of enmity between them yeah Q uh, Anne Hesh starts boiling about this they they trade a couple of insults which is great Um, Anne Hesh basically goes look your husband's gay Um, and (laughs) Sandro gets annoyed about that and then she gets more drunk and then Anne Hesh goes out to the like a little uh, a stairwell for a cigarette and Sandra O's husband tells her to go and get in a cab because she's smashed she doesn't want to deal with her so she can't get the lift because she's a bit smashed can't work it out so she bundles into the stairwell knocks over Anne Hesh who is having the cigarette and they confront each other and then the comedic misnomer of the title comes into play because they don't have a cat fight I mean a cat fight evokes to me an image of you know pulling hair scratching, scratching. slapping they have a full on fist in face smack you around it's done very much as a sort of male action hero fight right. and it's just it's, it, like the sound effect is all that like massive thud of the blows coming in <laughs> and they're booting each other in the stomach bouncing each other's heads off walls and just punching seven bells out of each other until eventually Anne Hesh triumphs and San- she walks off Sandra O oh tries to kind of go down the stairs falls down the stairs bangs her head we second act begins right Sandra O oh wakes up in a hospital bed and the doctor sort of says well you know you've pretty much it's a good thing you woke up because you've just got to go because you know all your money's run out and she's like what what and he's like well you know you've been here for two years oh my god okay um, and it turns out she's been in a coma for two years and Whoa. various awful things have happened during that time Oh, cool. I'm really intrigued by that plot turn of event. Go. It, it, yeah. And, and then there is a sort of flip reverse, because she is poor. In the meantime, Anne Hesh has become a very successful artist. My God. So they just do this role reversal thing. Trading places. Yes. At the end, it's very much... This is very, very, very um, distinctly split into three acts, this movie. And at the end okay. of the second act, they once again beat seven bells out of each other. I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end of the third act because you've got to watch it to find out. But the whole thing is also set in a slightly off-kilter universe. It's kind of like... It's a world very much like ours, Mm. but much more... um, The saturations turn up a bit higher. And also... we keep tabs on the world for this this program that everybody loves where there's like there's a kind of American sardonic commentator style guy who's talking about the war now um, Sandra O's husband was a, sort of a kind of war profiteer sort of dude so it starts off they talk about the war coming two years later she wakes up from the coma it's in the middle of a war with the Middle East and it, does, it, right. it still does acknowledge 9-11 and that kind of thing and then mm-hmm another two years it fast forward and the war has ended but and that's how it's sort of punctuated so we're in this sort of mythical 
very similar reality to ours, but when a four-year war has happened with very different consequences. Um, and every time... Um, it slightly reminds me a little bit of idiot- Idiocracy in a weird way. Every time this guy has said something, you know, sort of, ha-ha-ha, funny-funny, sardonic about the war, then he's like, hey, and here's Larry the Fart Guy or whatever, and some dude just comes <laughs> on in a massive man-nappy and farts, and everybody watching it laughs, apart from Sandro, who doesn't find it funny, and I don't think Anne Hesh does either. Um... But it's all a very slightly off-kilter world where people's interactions are slightly off. The thing it reminds me most of is the lobster. Oh, yeah. The Yorgos okay. Lanthimos thing where, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not reality but and everyone interacts in a slightly weird way and it's just that, that slightly just mm. extruded almost reality kind of vibe to it. Nice word. Yeah, thanks. And, I, and essentially, I'm not entirely sure how many things he's trying to say. You know, he's obviously set it as a very female, I mean, you know, Bechdel test through the roof um, movie. And the I love the fact that he stages the fights between them in a very visceral kind of, well, not even visceral, mm. actually. It's like how male action movie fights are portrayed. It's not even realism. It's not that sort of like wet thunking sound. It's the proper kind of thing when they smack each <laughs> yeah. other. Um, and they're very frenetic and, yeah, very violent. And obviously they were standing blows and, you know, no mere mortal would be. Going really on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is very much, I think, at its core... My God, there's so many things in there you could deconstruct it forever. But I think it, it's very much a core sort of commentary on, on the nature of... The violent nature of humans kind of thing. Because it has Jesus, this sort of overall dude, really thing about war. You're really going into so much depth. And my one, all I just said was, yeah, it's a really nice romantic comedy. And yeah, but, then, going into- but this isn't, though. This is, this is very much like a sort of a slightly absurdist, <laughs> making a point uh, indie film that is also very funny... Very oh, well God. acted, really so you good. Quite like this it. is a, again another solid B, an absolute. I'm not sure Yay. if it's a B plus. It might be a B plus. I was thinking at times. Yeah, mine's mine I, almost got. To yeah, be it's, it's 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 mm. around that area. It's really really good. I really oh, liked good. it. Um, I could not urge you more highly to watch it. But it's very different from yours because yours sounds like a really good indie comedy or rom com that goes along. Mm. This is definitely a, a you know he had. This is there's a message in here. There's the stuff he's doing, but it is still very funny, really well made, and um, the performances from everyone are absolutely top notch. It's it's great. It's really great. I'm really glad I watched it. Dear podcast, oh, cool. thank you for making me watch this. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I feel about mine. Yeah. Oh, just one thing I should add to mine, by the way, is that mine didn't make me laugh out loud very often. It made me chuckle. You know, it wasn't laugh out loud hilarious. Oh but yeah, was yours laugh out loud. Hilarious? No, no, no. It's it's a wry chuckle, and there's like some of the yeah. absurd situations. You know, you do find yourself going. It's it's cracking a smile. I, I watched it on the train, and I wasn't embarrassed. But okay, yeah, well, that's good. <clears throat> do you think? It, do you think this is what got Sandro the? Um, well, obviously, the, apart from being talented, but do you think that well, the her, Killing Eve gig. sort of got her the Killing Eve gig? Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know when Killing Eve was shot. It must have been 2017, 2016, having roughly around mm. the same time. I think this did get quite a bit of recognition. Although I think mm. it's another one of those movies. I think it, it's quite polarizing. You know, I think some people, not as much as others, maybe, but it it, it does seem to be looking at reviews. Some people love it. Some people go meh. Um, yeah, and I think if you if you like this kind of thing, if you like a quirky indie comedy that's got a bit of an absurdist message, then uh, go for it. I think I'm going to give it a go, you know. Oh, I think you should. I'd love to the, know what you think of it. The plot. I was, yeah. I was, I thought it would be good because I generally trust Sandra O oh to do good projects, and I trust Anne Hesh. I'm not sure if I like her that much, but she's in generally quite a good, good stuff, and I like Alicia. Still, she's in Men in Trees. Well, there we go. Um, I really liked Men in Trees. Yeah, I'm the only person I know. I've who never did. seen Men in Trees, but I'll believe you. <laughs> um, it was a short-lived sort of um, bit, like a kind of. Uh, 
outback, fam- you know, country equivalent to Sex in the City. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's about a yeah. Wo- it was written by the same person, started by the same person, and it was about a woman writer who went out to the sticks, kind of thing. Cool. But yeah, I, I, I it was. Oh, what's wait a minute? Question: What's Alicia Silverstone like? Oh, she's great. She's really great. She? And it's funny. I didn't even really recognise it for her. It was her for a while because obviously, the Alicia Silverstone in my head is still Alicia Silverstone in Clueless. Yeah, and then she'll do that mouth thing she does, like the, like slightly quirky smile with that one where she sort of mm. slightly closes one bit of her mouth and smiles. And it's, you know, it's oh, it, don't do that, dude. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite. <laughs> You're as, I'm not quite as cute as Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> um, but uh, she's really good, actually, and she. I, I can't tell you much about her character arc in it because I don't want to give away bits of it. But she's mm-hmm. yeah, she's really good. Um, but yeah. I just I generally think she's really good. I think she's she's done quite a lot over the last few years of quite a lot of um, indie stuff. She was in uh, the other talking of the lobster. She was in the Killing of a Sacred Deer, Yorgos Lanthimos movie after the lobster. I'm not seeing that one. That's really good too. Yeah, um, you watch a lot of films, dude. I like watching films. Um, yeah, I, mean, I wish to do a podcast about that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, that is two Bs so far. Yeah, that's good. Oh my God, I've just realised that's two Bs in a pod. Are you... <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I, I can't really react to that. Ah, that's the best thing I've ever said. Um, <laughs> no. So... There's a movie oh, I've watched, you. there's a movie you've watched, and just in case anyone is listening and they've still managed to get this <laughs> far, who's, in case anyone is listening. who's new, we grade our movies A to E with a, yeah. um, with a U, Zed for so oh, bad. sorry, Z yeah. even for so bad it's good, but uh, we don't give out many Bs, and we've had two Bs no. on this podcast so far, so we are, we're on a pretty decent wicket right now, our, yeah. our combo movie that we both watched, what was that, Jono? called An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn. And who did it have in it, Jono? Oh, God, it's got, it's, yeah, great cast. Um, it's got, uh, well, it's got Aubrey Plaza again. It does. We had a double, we've had a double Aubrey Plaza time. Yeah, no, no I, just, I was delighted to see she was in it, because we like her. Yeah. Jermaine Clement. Who um, I would delight to see ever. Matt Berry, Craig Robinson, you know, yeah. just a lot of... Yeah, and there and and lots of the sort of also ran characters you will have you'll recognise, and there are a whole load of others that I think most yeah. people wouldn't as well. And if you've yeah, seen a really good cast, directed by a guy called Jim Hosking, who made a film called The Greasy Strangler a couple of years ago, which went down very very well. Was it like um, oh, official selection at Sundance and Toronto, I think, and South by Southwest? Oh, I I never got around to seeing that. Is no, that neither have I. It? I haven't seen it either, but it looks oh. great. So it, 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 and I know people who have who say it's great. It's a you know. It's a gory, horror but still very absurdist kind of thing. But no. the guy who was the main lead in that is also in this guy, Sky Elabar, who's the oh, okay, um, the older guy who works at the coffee shop. Anyway, oh, I know the one yeah. you mean. Yes, okay. So, so the, the basic plot is that so so um, Aubrey Aubrey Plaza plays Lulu Danger, and um, right at the start, you sort of see she's in a marriage with this guy who owns this rather crappy-looking coffee shop. It's this, I should say it's set in the eighties, isn't it? Yeah, and um. And uh, a coffee diner type place. Yeah. Anyway, well, he's, got, he's got the franchise of it. I think he probably doesn't own it. I would guess. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank God we've got that that fact sorted. <laughs> no, that is true because someone turns up to get it, fired or something. Yeah, this is the one thing. Wife, someone turns he? up yeah. basically from head office. Might you, I think he just oh, let's 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 re rewind. Oh, he manages God, a coffee dude. shop. What? I think he's just the manager. 
because a dude turns up from head office and basically says yeah. you've got to fire one of your employees yeah so he, fi- <laughs> he, he fires <laughs> such a knob he fires his own wife yes who's um uh, and then I'm going to skip forward to the sort of critical bit yeah because basically she sees an ad um is it on TV she sees the ad I can't remember. It might have been a, a flyer to start with, and then it was on Yeah, TV, whatever, yeah. but there's a big event coming on called An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn for one magical night only. Yes. And you see the poster, and the poster on the poster is, um, what's his name? Craig, yeah, Robinson. Craig Robinson. Yeah. Um, uh, from The Office and many other things. And this is the end, but, yeah. Yeah, a million things. But, um, and she's immediate, she's transfixed, and... Mm-hmm. And so, and that, and that's the sort of that's the, that's the down the rabbit hole moment for for Lulu Danger. Yes, in that um, we understand from she looks at some old photographs that she keeps hidden that she once had a thing with um, Craig Robinson. Yes, and still feels you know yeah. a passionate something or other for yeah. him. At the same time, she sort of taunts her husband by telling him that her brother's cash box is bigger than his and he's got more savings. <laughs> So then her husband goes to steal that and Jermaine Clement gets involved. Yeah, how does Jermaine Clement first turn well, up? Well, Jermaine Clement is in a laundromat when the guy... So Aubrey Plaza's... <laughs> I feel like all Jermaine Clement's films he's first introduced <laughs> in a laundromat. But Aubrey stomping ground. Aubrey Plaza's brother is bemoaning the fact that his brother-in-law has just stolen his money. And That's Jermaine right, Clement yeah. says, oh, I sort this kind of stuff out. I'll help you out for $200. Mm. So he goes to recover the cash box. Audrey Plaza, at that point, is scandalized that her husband has nicked the cash box and goes off on the lamb with Jermaine Clement and the cash box to go and see Beverly Luff, an evening with Beverly Luff Lynn, live for one magical night only. Yeah, which they repeat over and over again. Yes. The uh, and, they, and, they, and they end up in this hotel essentially and then most of the rest of the film that's clearly the first third and the most of the rest of the film revolves around this hotel with brief detours yeah. to the diner yeah it yeah mostly exactly. occurs within the hotel essentially yeah and it's sort of like the the, the, the there's a lot of wood paneling in all the rooms well there's it's very of... much like and it, i do think this has a relevance it's very much like the hotel in twin peaks anderson? in some respects oh okay yeah 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 yeah. i was going to say it's got that sort of it does have that wes anderson vibe as well the, wes anderson i think the costumes and how everyone's yeah the color palette is very wes anderson yeah mm. so um, and uh, yeah and, and then the rest of the film plays out with how their relationships between all of them play out essentially because it is it's like all of you know boils down to how the, the characters relate to each other yeah. other than and and else. while 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 mine was sort of silly and definitely a rom-com this is definitely an absurd you know it's going for it's it's very it's very absurd it's very absurd there's a lot of com um and yeah. and a dash of rom yeah yeah um uh, we're doing the skirting aroundy thing. We Do you are. Want me to say first. Go on, tell me what you think. I have a suspicion. I think I know what you're going to say. I have a suspicion of what you're going to say. I thought it was bloody awful. Yeah, you see, I thought it was bloody awful for 20 minutes, and I thought it was absolutely awesome. Oh, good. Oh, good. No, I, I, I loved I it. I stayed in bloody awful. No, I, and it's funny because actually, there's a movie I think you like that I hate that it reminded me of. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Um, you're going to say, um, hold on, Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it started I, off, with, and, that, and the bit when I thought it was bloody awful was like, "Oh, this is quite Napoleon Dynamitey." And then, what really won it over for me is I'm a massive David Lynch fan, and it is so David Lynchian. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't 
made that connection, but you're totally right. It's very David. It's, it's really yeah. a razor heady, really, and more than anything mm. else, it's so Twin Peaks like. Yeah. And that hotel is very Twin Peaksy, the way they interact is, you know, that, that sort of. The way that Twin Peaks and, and always has that smile blue, about it. Blue, blue velvet. It's very blue velvet. It is, but without the pain and suffering of things like a razor head and blue yeah. velvet, more yeah, of the cool. sort of the light-hearted side of a lot of the things that happen in Twin Peaks, kind of thing. It's like that, but with a dash of Wes Anderson, yeah. and a whole bunch of whimsy. And I, I can, I can absolutely see why this has happened. And, I, and having looked at other reviews, it's got almost fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes because loads yeah, will go, yeah. "I hate this," and everyone else says, "I love this." Yeah, it's, it's your, I was going to say I was going to. I've written the word polarizing in my news yeah. when I'm sort of adding to them later. No, and the thing is, I hear where you're coming from, and I think by the end, I mean, I like, I like a lot of the performers in this film. Yeah. And by the end of, I mean, it looks like they were probably having fun making it, and by the end of it, I was kind of, I was just so delighted it was coming to an end. <laughs> I, I, I sort of warmed to it a bit, but basically, I, I just didn't, I didn't care about any of it. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like Aubrey. Plaza's character. I didn't give a monkey's what happened to her. Jermaine Clement, I found really annoying. Although he did. Have, oh, see, this is got. The- he's got my best line, worst line. Matt Berry was, you know, being good. You know, they're all being good. Jermaine Clement was being good, but I didn't give a monkey's about any of them. That's fair enough. See, I think Jermaine Clement's got too... such a bunch of heart to him. That's 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 how I found my way into the film. Is that? Yeah, okay. I love so Jermaine Clement what, in it, and I think that's what I wanted. I wanted yeah. to have someone I could root for, which I had in my film. I didn't have anyone. Oh, I was for me, for it was absolutely Jermaine Clement. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Well, he's like I say, he's got my best line, worst line, which I didn't have in my first film. No, because my line there wasn't anything like that. that I think I might have had one in my first film, but I forgot to say it. Yeah, do you want to hear my best line, worst line? By the way, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your best line, worst line. Yeah. <laughs> I say again, I love Jermaine Clement, although I think he's been in lots of quite poor films. But I always just think he's he's worth watching, even in rubbish films. A bit like yeah. um, a bit like Chevy Chase is always worth watching, even when he's crap. Um, and this is classic Jermaine Clementy humour, where he's sort of he's having a sort of conversation in a bar with Aubrey Plaza. Yes, here it comes. You know, I I feel like I don't know anything about you, Colin. Why don't you tell me something? Why don't you tell me the story of Colin? You better settle in, because it's a long and interesting tale. Okay. So my father's name was Keith, and his father was also called Keith. Uh, So there's two generations of Keiths in my family, so it's a bit of a tradition. And my father had an uncle, Colin, who he loved very much. And he loved the name Colin, and he wanted to be called Colin himself. In fact, sometimes he would introduce himself to people calling himself Colin as a joke. Anyway, he looked up the name Colin and it meant small, young dog. And so when I was born, he thought, he looks like a small, young dog and he named me Colin because I was born with teeth. <laughs> so that, But that's what he's like throughout the whole movie and you're loving that. Oh, I just press play again. Yeah, no, but that's the only bit that... I, mean, I agree, but I didn't find any of the other times he did things like that funny. The bit in the diner well, I Well, that's being a bit harsh. I think, there was, I think there was a couple of other bits where he made me chuckle, but I still, yeah, wasn't liking the film, so I didn't yeah. make any difference. It's something I would actually say to you, because I watched it three times. I watched it the first time, and I've liked it more every time. And I, it's something I would sort of 
I would. Uh, I'd be really interested. I'd like you to do it as an experiment. You might not have time or the inclination. Just to watch. <laughs> you want but, me to watch it again? Watch it you? again and just see if it does vibe with you. Because I'd be. I'd be really interested to see if it does. It's happened to me before. I've completely flipped reversed on a film, and you still haven't flipped reversed on Napoleon Dynamite, though, have you? No, I've tried three times now. But I have exactly tried three so. times. I well, that's good, and I will try this one. But I have a feeling this will be my Napoleon Dynamite. Because I still love Napoleon Dynamite. Although, no, I mean, like, a, I find this happens with comedies sometimes. I sort of, I don't go off them. I just sort of slightly overkill on them. Yeah, and then just never get the urge again to yeah. watch them. Like, I, like I, I found that with More Rats, for example. Yeah, I overkilled on that, and I, I was never, I, I never thought of Napoleon Dynamite as perfect, but I liked the characters enough. It had that thing that I didn't find with this one. Yeah, see, and I, as, yeah, Converse, I just couldn't stand everyone in it and didn't care. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. But um, well, that's but good. Well, for me, this is a B. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a... Well, I, I respect the sort of artists involved in making it. I thought that the way it was put together looked good. But for me, it's a D. Fair enough. Wow, that's, that's quite polarised. Yeah, didn't like it. <laughs> Interesting sidebar. I did read someone talking about... Um, so I was, I was reading up about Aubrey Plaza, because, you know, where she came from, that sort of thing. And someone has compared her to like this this generation's Mae West she, I, that's I, that's exactly what I thought I think she's very really Mae Westy yes, she yes. is isn't she no she's great and I, 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 would, I would watch her in anything I think she's fantastic and um, yeah but I, I mean this film has a lot of quite good people I think the thing is right it's got it's got quite a lot of people it's very like Napoleon Dynamite it's got a lot of people in secondary characters who have obviously they're, they're not doing a bad job they've been directed to give very weird yeah Emile Hirsch for example sort of lines yes exactly and and and, and again that because it felt if uh, yeah did you feel it was a bit arch yeah it was just a bit it's a bit annoying that, that, because that, to you, for I'm me, really glad you liked it yeah. I do like it when we disagree for I'm me glad, that bit of the diner like a waste. right at the beginning oh, yeah. when um, the guy who's the, the lead in um, uh, the Greasy Strangler um, sort mm. of says to Lulu look at this and he does this like break dancing thing oh yeah and for me that was yeah. so David Lynch that's what sort of that got me into that as well I think but okay. it, it was also, and the minor characters and her brother I love her brother in it and I love yes. the fact that she's got like her. She's, you know, she's obviously not of Indian origin, and her brother is like a guy who's twenty years older and um, kind of of Indian origin, and that's kind of what. Yeah. Never, never made a mention of it. It's just brilliant. I think that's great. But uh, yeah, I could go. I could go on about this quite a lot. I would urge anyone listening to watch it. Um, but I won't be surprised if you watch it and then email us going, "That's rubbish. You're an idiot." Jono's right. Yeah, well, I'd be interested to to to, to hear what people thought because yeah, I but I but dude, for you, I will watch it again. Mm. And um, yeah, no, and I think we've discussed this before that you've tried again with Napoleon. Yeah, so I'll try this one for you. Oh, by the way, talking of trying films that you recommended, I did watch. Um, you didn't rave about this, but you, I did watch the Limehouse Gollum ah, film a yes. couple of episodes ago, whenever it was. I really didn't like it very much. I found it. I found the singing guy <laughs> quite irritating. I think I said it was a bit average, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, you and, it, and it is because there's people. I I like you know the setup of it is nice, but I just mm, don't. Me too. I like that. I like being in that world. Yes, that creepy Victorian Jack the Rippery world. But yeah. Anyway, um, so well, that's it for this week. We've got three B's and a D, which is that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm pleased. And first, big news. Next episode is episode... The next one. Oh, 50. 50. We've got the big five out, and yeah. we're thinking, dudes, think, we're thinking, listeners, that what we're going to do is a little awards ceremony. Um, we're going to give each other just, an award. It'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah well done, Ben. No, no, that was brilliant. Best co-host um, of We Watch Anything. I, I haven't really thought about format, but I just think we should pick our favourite films overall, or maybe best actor, best actress. Yeah, I like that idea. We, we could go best actor, best actress. We could do a little bit of that. Um, if, yeah, any, if anyone listening picture. has any suggestions of those, any, anything that they've seen that we've recommended they think is awesome. I think we could combine it with the Razzies as well. Worst movie, not even worst as in so bad it's yeah. good, just worst movie. We're still going to watch a couple of films for it, though. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, and what, what, oh have we talked about... We haven't talked about genre. Well, I wonder if we don't do award-winning movies. Oh, now that's good. Yes. Yeah, perfect. We could do, movies, we just like pick it. three award-winning movies. They may not be the same genre. They may be the yeah. same genre. We'll see oh, what we can do. a good idea. It'll be our awards episode. Yeah. Dude, you, you are good at this, man. Oh, you know, I, I <laughs> practice. I don't. Right, now... Before do. you you do say anything else, do. Uh, we have our now traditional. I hope the sting's playing now. The traditional uh, a recommendation of things not necessarily related to the subject. It recommended a couple of music things before in the past. Generally, oh, yes. sorry, that was a big clunk. Sorry, and um, and I've got a music one. It's got nothing to do with indie comedies. Um, <laughs> just and and it's had three point six million views. So I'm not really recommending anything that obscure, but just I really like it. Search Luke Kelly, the Old Triangle, and you get this live version of the Dubliners singing the Old Triangle on like a, I think it's a German, you know, top of the pops equivalent and it's just uh three minutes of four dudes standing there with no instruments well not playing any instruments singing a cappella and it's freaking awesome and um luke kelly's the guy out the dubliners who died relatively young mm-hmm. and um just yeah it's a really cool vocal performance i recommend cool. it so luke kelly the old triangle spelt a-u-l-d oh lovely well i'm gonna go with two things worth i'm gonna pick up back with what i said before give kevin smith's tusk a watch it okay. does does have its rubbish moments. Johnny Depp is particularly bad in it, but I'm, I've mm. you know after having been a massive Johnny Depp advocate, Johnny Depp latter years, I've you know gone quite off. Um, but I'm also going to recommend tying in with ours a movie called Schizopolis, which is another very absurdist comedy, but it's an early Steven Soderbergh movie. Made, yes, I've seen that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's really yeah, great, but not, not many people have, and no. uh, they should do. But it is, yeah, it's a really cracking watch. So watch Schizopolis, mm. and you know, give Tusk a go. That's it yeah. for me for recommendations. Those are good recommendations, and I like that they're on point, on theme. I like that yours I'm so is not. Off. No, yeah. well, that's good. We, let's call it eclectic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, next time we are going to be doing awards things. Get in touch if you, yeah, if you have some ideas, like we said. Do it on the Twitters, probably the best idea, or on the Gmail. Um, and, you know, crikey, you could send me a message on Facebook, but I probably won't read it. Other than that... He never does. Watch most of these movies. Watch all of these movies. Maybe you hate the last one. Maybe you don't. But you definitely would enjoy the other two. I'm going to go and watch um, um, Must Need Batteries, whatever yours called. Um, <laughs> let's get batteries. started. I know it's a three-word title. Um, <laughs> you. Oh, I really enjoyed that.
must need batteries. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, it was uh, no, Safety not guaranteed, that was it. Oh, thank God. Um, and yeah, you dude, should, I'll be interested to know what you Yeah, think. you go and watch Catfight, I'll be interested to know what you think. And we will be in your ears next time. Okay, it. everyone. Can't wait to see you all. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. And bye, Ben. Bye, Jono. Bye. Bye, everyone. That was a very decisive goodbye for me. That it was good, wasn't it? Bye. High five.